Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Brandon Cooks is now in Dallas. What's it mean for the Dallas wide receiver room? What's it mean for Dak? What's it mean for the Houston Texans wide receiver room? Let's talk about all the fantasy football impacts of of this specific move. And uh, let's take your phone calls and let's let's do it live. Let's have a day. File on in. From the FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, everybody? My name is Smitty. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show, and we've got a little news to go over that impacts a whole lot of things. I don't know that the player himself involved in this trade, uh, Brandon Cooks, is going to the moon or anything, but this is certainly a good move for him to get into a position where he can be relevant again. Not that the Houston Texans weren't heading in that direction, but this guy's window is probably closing, and he's going to pass by the Texans as the Texans rise up. And so it makes sense for him to go elsewhere for immediate use. And it makes sense for for Houston to continue to build because they're kind of a year away. You know, maybe even a little less than a year away of becoming that potential, I don't know, the new Detroit Lions. Like the Detroit Lions last year were impressive, right? Very, very impressive. But they didn't actually close it out and become that team that was going to surprise everybody, make the playoffs, win a playoff game, do something crazy. The Texans are on the Detroit Lions track last year. They will impress this year. They won't make the playoffs, but they were they're a couple years away. This this club is a couple years away and if you want to laugh at that before you open your mouth, before you start typing uh typing Timothy uh keyboard warrior William, you might want to just take a little gander at the NFL draft and order and take a look at this number two and number 12 pick. The Houston Texans are about to draft Stroud or Anthony Richardson or Bryce Young, and they're potentially about to draft Jackson Smith and Jigba or another player here. This move only confirms in my mind that the Houston Texans are strongly considering a Jackson Smith and Jigba, a Quinton Johnston or Jordan Addison, or maybe a Zay Flowers, probably not Zay. I think it's going to be Jackson Smith and Jigba. But trading away Brandon Cooks only confirms in my mind the likelihood that this Houston Texan team is targeting a wide receiver at that 12 spot. And to be honest with you, two years from now, we'll be looking at the Houston Texans very, very differently than we're looking at them now. I just want to make that clear and be on the record saying that. Now, again, I believe this is a good move for Brandon Cooks because he now goes to a place where he can be utilized. He goes to a place that's been searching for a wide receiver too. And now they've got one. One that I don't believe is is going to be so impacting that he's going to drain from C.D. Lamb. I think it only probably helps C.D. Lamb. I don't think it hurts C.D. Lamb. Uh, we look at the uh, trade right here, and then we'll we'll go over the the other ramifications. By the way, first in the building today was Ron Navy. First in the building, Ron. To the moon. Ron Navy, first in the building. DJ, do. Uh, Lunchbox, Adam, Thomas, Bruce. Bruce in the building. Uh, Cheryl, Jimmy, Lawn Guy. Uh, Jimmy the Kid, Adam, 
and Blind Larry all next in the building. Appreciate you. File on in. 70 of you in here. Please punch that thumb up button. Appreciate you. We got we got the gardener or something. I got to change this. He continues to think the backyard is the front yard. Ziggy, who is Brandon Cooks playing football for in 2023? He knows nothing. Ziggy, where does Brandon Cooks play football? Brandon Cooks is a wide receiver for the Houston Texans. Damn it, Ziggy! Sorry, I don't have an answer for that. Of course you don't have an answer for it, Ziggy. He plays for the Dallas Cowboys, Ziggy. He plays for the Dallas Cowboys. From Wikipedia.org. Marquise Bell, born January... Ziggy, off. Off. The Houston Texans received the fifth-round draft pick in 2023 and a sixth-round pick in 2024. The Dallas Cowboys received Brandon Cooks. That is the official trade. Don't listen to Ziggy. He's behind on the times. Uh, this weird was from Trey Wingo, our boy Trey. We like pulling up Trey Wingo news, don't we? Dallas did a good job here. Cooks could still play at a high level. I agree. The Dallas Cowboys badly needed reinforcements in the wide receiver room, and the team received just that in the form of Brandon Cooks from the Houston Texans. Look, this is a good trade, uh, a very good trade for Dallas. Here is the wide receiver room now in Houston. Nico Collins gets a bump. Okay, so let's 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 drop down here to the uh, Houston Texan wide receiver room. Okay, Nico Collins gets a bump. Uh, Robert Woods gets a little bump. Noah Brown gets a little bump. Amari Rogers, meh. Mechie gets a little bump. We still need to know Mechie's healthy. And able to play football. There's a lot of optimism about him being ready. He had the torn ACL uh, a little bit earlier than suffered the the leukemia and, and cancer type situation. We're rooting for him. Prayers up. Mechie to the moon. Absolutely the moon. hope this guy does bounce back. But we do need to wait a little bit before we start like vaulting him into the number one wide receiver role because of this news. Also, keep in mind, as I said, this team is probably on a path to draft the number the number one or number two drafted wide receiver in this 2023 NFL draft class. So Jackson Smith and Jigba, if he should fall to 12, and he probably shouldn't because the Bears should take him at nine, if he falls to 12 or Quentin Johnson goes at 12, then the wide receiver room changes once again. But for right now, this is the wide receiver room in Houston, um, which is not very formidable, but it will be once they draft a wide receiver. Dallas wide receiver room, um, you know, Lamb Lamb is not really that affected in, in, in a negative way. Could could Cooks could Cook steal some of his work or targets? I suppose it's possible, but the problem is Lamb's gonna get double teamed like crazy if they don't bring somebody in. So so Brandon Cooks is a, a necessity. And I'd rather it be Brandon Cooks than a Jackson Smith and Jigba. I'd rather it be Brandon Cooks than somebody much, much, much better. Cooks has had a pretty a pretty solid career. Uh, let me pull up uh, Cooks's game game log. This is his uh, this is his game log in Houston. He had three TDs in six ninety nine. That's not like an amazing season, right? Okay, but Houston wasn't exactly facilitating the football properly uh, in twenty twenty. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 2022. So we can't really hold that number against him, but we could also say, hey, look, he's played football for a number of years. This guy's played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine seasons. I don't think he's probably going to replicate numbers in the best variety range of his career. He's not going to come out and I think pull in nine or 10 touchdowns in 1,200 yards which is what he would do in his, his biggest season, right? 11, 73, and 8, uh, 10, 82, and 7, 12, 04, and 5, um, 11, 50, and 6, 10, 37, and 6. So his his probably best season is going to be around 1,900 to 1,000 yard season uh, with, with, with probably, uh, I don't know, four to six touchdowns, which is good. And, and that's a that's a that's a that's a wide receiver three four maybe you know maybe Cooks is your wide receiver three four you don't want him as your wide receiver two don't get overly excited and vault this guy into some some twelve hundred yard ten TD wide receiver in your mind but could he get like nine hundred yards and and six touchdowns five touchdowns ah, sure you know thousand yards even and five or six touchdowns maybe but but CD Lamb. Ultimately, I believe this is good for him. This is not, he's, this guy's at the end, end-ish version, uh, 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 territory of his career. So I, I don't expect him to uh, bleed CeeDee Lamb dry of anything. I just want to make that abundantly clear. So Lamb season's still in full effect. Lamb, to the moon. To the moon. Don't worry about CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb's on his way to probably, what did Lamb, let's pull up Lamb's stats last year. Okay, CeeDee Lamb. Uh, let's pull up his stats and put it on screen. And let's take a look at the, the Lamb Chops uh, 2022 season. He had a great year. We had people say that he didn't do as good as they had hoped for. He had a fantastic season. I don't know what people are talking about. This is C.D. Lamb right here. 2022 uh, stat line. Okay, this is his game log. What a year this Lamb Chops had. Get Lambed. Get Lambed. Here we go. Dallas, eight, uh, 17 games. 107 reception department, 1359 in the in the yardage department, and nine touchdowns. I don't, I don't think he can have under under nine touchdowns or nine or t- nine or under touchdowns this year. I think Lamb is only bound for double digit touchdowns. 2020. I can't. I just can't picture under 10. I think you know. Does he soar over 10? No, probably not. 11. Maybe 11, maybe 12, maybe 10 even. Uh, 100-yard games, let's give him 6 or 7 instead of 5. Yardage, 1350 to 1400 is fine. I don't I don't know that he necessarily has more yards, but I think he has more 100-yard more games, maybe by 1 or 2. He has more touchdowns by maybe 1, maybe 1 or 2. I think he has about 100 receptions. So maybe he'll be a little more efficient in some ways, but get like bigger stats by, by a little bit. Lamb chops should be fine for 100, 1350, 6 to 7, 100-yard games. Let's call it 6 and be, and be conservative and 10 scores. That's what I expect out of C.D. Lamb in 2023. 
with the addition of Brandon Cooks helping keep defenses honest. Brandon Cooks is good enough to make it difficult for an opposing defense to just double lamb and, and give no concern at all toward Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is still dangerous. He can still be a field stretcher. So at the end of the day, this is good news for C.D. Lamb. At the end of the day, this is better than C.D. Lamb facing a much more exciting, younger, more hungry, more ready to, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, vulture. It, we're, we're just in a much better spot, I think, than people think. Whenever an addition happens, whenever somebody says, oh, this player got to add it. Oh, my God. Is it the end for, for C.D. Lamb? You know, we hear that a lot. People get so, so worked up about uh, trades and, and different things like that. Um, acquisitions. Oh, that, does that hurt this player? Look, the, the Cowboys had to bring somebody in. The Cowboys were going to bring somebody in. Let's let it be Brandon Cooks. Let's let it be Brandon Cooks. Uh, Brandon Cooks, uh, Ben says up or down. It's obviously up, um, but you just saw me explain that. Ben, Cooks is wash, says Lee. So there's, there's some of the... People that don't believe Cooks is all that good. So that's good for CeeDee Lamb truthers who are worried about what's this do for CeeDee Lamb. There, there, there are tons of people that are going to have different opinions on this, and that's fine. Uh, opinions are what we need. We live off opinions on this show. I always thought Ziggy was your dog. Ziggy is... is Ziggy, I look, I love Ziggy, and he's not going anywhere, but he definitely doesn't do his job properly, but we, we just tolerate him. Just tuned in. Texans finally found someone to take Cooks. Yeah, uh, look, Cooks has been traded for um, uh, a crazy amount of. Look at <laughs> Cooks has been traded for. This is this is insane. Look at this right here. Cooks has been traded for a first round pick, a first round pick, a second round pick, a third round pick, a fifth round pick, a sixth round pick, and a sixth round pick. He's been he's been moved around quite a bit. Brandon Cooks has been traded for this in his career. That is crazy. First round pick, first round pick, second round pick, third round pick, fifth round pick, sixth round pick, sixth round pick. That's absolute madness. That's crazy. Let's open the phone lines real quick and get your takes. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Very interested to hear what you all think. I haven't taken any Cooks in best ball. He's been too expensive. I regret now, though. I wouldn't regret it, bro. He's not guaranteed anything. And like I said at the top of the show, 905 or 6 touchdowns is what, you know, I'm expecting. Maybe a 1,000-yard season under, under Dak. Dak can feed. There could be 2,000-yard receiving uh, uh, wide receivers on, on the squad, you know, from the wide receiver position. There could be 2,000-yard guys. We got 17-game season now. Having 2,000-yard receivers is not that crazy anymore. Especially when one of them is borderline a thousand yards, you know, like nine ninety nine, nine nine nine, is what we're gonna project. Let's project that. Let's project that. Go forward. The stat line for Brandon Cooks is nine nine nine. Uh, what did the Texans get? Right here. Texans receive a fifth round pick in twenty twenty three, a sixth round pick in twenty twenty four. And, and they're probably what we think is they're going after this Jackson Smith and Jigba character that's going to be uh, catching footballs from the rookie quarterback they bring in, whether it's uh, Anthony Richardson, whether it's Stroud, whether it's uh, whether it's Bryce Young. 
it's going to be Bryce Young to to Jackson Smith and Jigba, hopefully, or Stroud to Jackson Smith and Jigba, hopefully, or Anthony Richardson running and scrambling all around and then throwing the football to Jackson Smith and Jigba. But this Houston Texan team, give them a year and a half before you start judging them because everybody's judging them with the with the lights off right now. Okay, but once this draft is over, they're going to look a lot different with the lights on. And I want you to I want you to keep an open mind. This Texans organization's run very well now. This is Casario. He he's a fantastic GM under Ryan Poles. He's he's right there. He's right there in terms of being one of the better GMs in the in the National Football League. He's the one that got rid of Deshaun Watson for the most amazing package we've ever seen in our life. This guy's this guy's a miracle worker. Casario, he's turning the Texans around. Drafted Damian Pierce. Look how that looked. How that turned out. Um, this is a new Texans organization. They're doing it slow, like 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 uh, Ryan Poles in in Chicago. People question Ryan Poles getting rid of players. He got there, got rid of players, got rid of good players. Started cleaning house, started freeing up cap from the beginning. Knew it's going to take a, a good year to two to to get to where he's going now. Rockout says. The Wedding Crashers on TV. Mom, meatloaf. Miss Mitty's going to kill me if I, if I do that today. Um, hey, at least they moved him. Was a bad situation. Yeah, it was for the, the moment. Um, Houston's going to turn it around, but they're about a year and a half to about a year away. Um, I like your, uh, I like your uh, Border Collie, by the way. Those are the best dogs. Um... I think Cook's leaving is great for the Texans, so they are really able to start fresh this year, says DJ Do. And and, and and that's why I love the idea of bringing in a wide receiver. Appreciate you, DJ, for dropping that. Uh, phone lines are open. Dial on in, dial on in, dial on in. Um, oh, Cheryl, sorry about your super chat. It's sitting here. Cheryl says, hey, Smitty, where do you value Najee? Cheryl, you still, you still, you, uh, still here? I hope you're still here. Najee, given his prior years... ADP, Kirk, given Ridley's return. Okay, so where do I value Najee given his prior year? I think he's a, a fine third-round player. Um, I wouldn't take him in round two. Not that he can't earn round two value Najee Harris, but I think he's probably better serving you as a low-risk third-round player that has high second-round upside. And he does. He does have high second round upside. But he also crapped the bed really hard last year. And part of it was injury. Part of it was a whole bunch of different things. But we have been left with a what have you done for me lately type of feeling. And I can't seem to shake it enough to say, yeah, I trust him fully where I trusted him last year without, you know, just giving you know, just giving him a full benefit of the doubt. I can't. I gotta I gotta give him a, I, I give him a little hope to to getting back to what we we expected him to be last year, but I mean, third round value packages in that risk level pretty well. So I'd say third round, third round uh, value is pretty, pretty good. Um, Shell, you still here? Hopefully, you're still here. Okay, yeah, you're still here. I see it. Um, as for, and thank you again for the super chat. As for Christian Kirk, so third round pick is pretty good. I think if he's your third drafted player, uh, last night we did a draft where I drafted, uh, I forget who I took in round one and two. But it took Najee Harris in the third round, and it felt pretty decent. It felt pretty decent. If you get him around four, it's even better. But but I would say, um, if I had if I had to guess, 
he's going in the third round pretty regularly. So you don't really have to overpay. He's not a big risk at this point, unless he climbs into round two. If he climbs into round two, I'm out. I'm not drafting Najee in round two. ADP, uh, Christian Kirk with Ridley in town. I'd say Kirk is still very undervalued um, in some circles and overvalued in others. I don't think he's a guy that is the same across the board. Like I did a best ball draft uh, a week ago and he fell pretty far. And then I, I I did a I did a draft last night where he went as a high end wide receiver too. That's way too high. That's way too high. I, I get it. He's got the upside for it, but high end wide receiver too? No, no. Wide receiver three material? Sure. Um, I even timed out on one of my drafts, and I came back. He was my fourth drafted player. I timed out Cheryl, and I and I got him at, at, as my fourth drafted player in the fourth round. And I, I I about lost it. I about lost it. 999, Lon Guy says, the Kane plan. Remember Herman Kane? 999. That's what Brandon Cooks has scored. Yardage-wise, that's what he's getting. He's racking up 999. Uh, that's where I got that. Yeah, Herman Kane, the tax plan. Uh, poor poor guy. That guy, rest rest in, in peace, man. Herman Kane. I think he, yeah, I think he, I think he did pass. Um... But anyways, Christian Kirk, I was so mad when I came back to my, my draft and I timed out on my best ball draft, my slow best ball draft, and I had Christian Kirk sitting there in my fourth player drafted spot. It was way too high. Way too high. Uh, do I think he's got potential? Certainly. But Ridley's there to try and, I think, mix that up. You've got Zay Jones. You've got Ingram. You've got a lot of potential mouse to feed. And Ridley's telling us that he... I think he put it on his family that he was going to have 1,400 yards. Did he not, Bruce? Isn't that what Ridley said? He put it like on his family that if he's healthy, he's having 1,400 yards. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know that that if I'm look, if I'm Christian Kirk, I'm worried about that. I'm worried about that. I I like Ridley more than I like Kirk, but that that isn't to say that Kirk doesn't deserve a little looksy for the best wide receiver on this team in 2023, but you got to pause. So I don't know what's, what's Kirk's ADP right now, uh, Bruce, do you know, off the top of your head, let's, let's take a look at it. Uh, Bruce, what can I do for you? Brucey. Hello. What do you go away? Oh, Oh, I thought Bruce is on here too. rock out, rock out. What's up? I thought Bruce was here too. Uh, was he? I thought he was. My phone system sometimes. Rock out. What can I do for you? So you think Cowboys are out on Hopkins since they got cut? Um, Hopkins. The Cowboys are out on Hopkins, and not. I mean, yeah, probably. Not necessarily, but probably. Real quickly, uh, rock out while you're here, Bruce. If you if you were calling in. Call back in. If that was my phone line's old miss call, I apologize. My system's really weird today. I gotta restart yeah. restart my <laughs> phone line. But Bruce, I would like you to call into this panel if you can. Um Rock Out. Uh let's see here. I'm trying to find the ADP of Christian Kirk. Okay, Christian Kirk's ADP is forty nine point what is it? Forty nine Point five divided by twelve rock out is what? I think I just muted rock out. Forty nine point 
5 divided by 12 is exactly 4.125. Fourth round value. Not even, rock out, not even late fourth round. That is early fourth round. When I timed out on best ball and I got handed Christian Kirk as my fourth drafted player, when there were players on the board like Drake London and, and uh, let's see here. Let me see who else is there about 49. Um, you're talking, yeah, you're talking about Drake London. You're talking about, um, uh, you know, quarterbacks are there too, that sometimes Burrow falls there. Lamar's there. Um, uh, who else is there? Christian Watson is there. DJ Moore sometimes there. Najee's, Najee's ADP, uh, Cheryl, to your point, 42.6. That's Najee's ADP. 42.6. That's pretty good. So, so to your Najee question, 42.6, I'm fine with that. To Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk's ADP is just way, way, way too high for me. Way too high. 40. Yeah. Yeah. Give me Drake London 100,000 times out of 100,000 times over Christian Kirk this year. Um, Give me, maybe I shouldn't be that aggressive about it. Give me, give me it like 999. 999 out of a thousand times. Um, Gibbs, 60.2 ADP. That's, that's, uh, that's, I'd rather have Gibbs. Aaron Jones, 62.3. I'd probably rather have Aaron Jones. And it's not because of what he didn't do or whatever last year. He obviously had a year. If we pull up Christian Kirk's game log, the guy had 1108. And eight TDs and a hundred, or sorry, eighty-four receptions. Phenomenal year. Like saying, don't go near Christian Kirk at four point one ADP. Talk about the top of the fourth round. Doesn't mean we don't appreciate what he did last year, but there's this very little chance he can replicate that with Calvin Ridley, who swore on his family that he was going to get you fourteen hundred yards. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just not going near that. I'm not going near that. Not to mention Ingram, Zay Jones. I just can't see it. I think Kirk's in for a, a nice little year. Like if he if he could get 1108 and eight TDs and 84 receptions in last year's environment, I see no reason he can't get like 900 999. I see no reason he can't get 999 and maybe seven or eight scores still. But the yardage is going to be a lot less. Uh, the receptions will probably be around 80. So he could maybe re- replicate close to the touchdown production, close to the reception production, but that 1108 is probably in the 999 range. That, that's my guess, and you're certainly welcome, and I'm sure Ron Navy's with Steeman because he loves Christian Kirk. Um, Steeman about this, but you're more than welcome to take him from me in round four, Ron. I'm just not going near him in round four. That was way too high. Ron, I got timed out. And I got Christian Kirk in like the beginning of the fourth round. I wasn't happy. Well, the thing is, is yeah, Christian Kirk is going a little too high. I, I agree with you there, believe it or not. Okay. Because Ridley's there. We don't know what Ridley's going to do, but there's always that chance that, I mean, Ridley, who's going to take, somebody's going to not benefit from Ridley being there. And it's either going to be Zay Jones, it's going to be Christian Kirk. One of those two, um, I feel, are, you know, are going to not do good with Ridley being there. 
But, yeah. Yeah. Also, also one thing I want to add is that, that the value of, of let's say Tony Pollard in round three, I mean, let's, let's be real. This is real talk here. Okay. I'm gonna turn the music off. It's a serious moment here. The value of Tony Pollard in round three is probably so tempting to Ridley that he might just, he might just place a bet and, and try and send Pollard to the moon. Wouldn't shock me at all if he got that itch one more time because Tony Pollard's value is so good. He might get on underdog fantasy using promo code Smitty and say, Smitty, I can't resist. Tony Pollard to the moon. And then all of a sudden the doors open back up for Christian Kirk. But if this guy can stay off of uh, off of the uh, underdog fantasy app, if this guy can stay with his, his head plugged in and, and focused, there's a real good shot. That uh, you know, Ridley has that thirteen, fourteen hundred yards that he he swore in his family he would get. Didn't he say that? He says something. Let me try and find that quote. There's Brucey. Hey, Bruce. I'm I'm sorry. I looked at it. It looks like it was an old call. Um, yeah. I, I had hit the. I was on my keyboard. I think I hit search and it brought your name up. <laughs> and I thought you were trying to call in. So, but I'm glad you oh, answered sorry. the bat signal call, uh, Brucey. Um, what do you think about? What do you think about this trade? First of all. Uh, I like it. I like it for two reasons. One, for Dak Prescott. Uh-huh. Uh, he gets another weapon. And he lost Schultz unless they re-signed him, and I didn't see it. And uh, two, off CD. What? You're cutting out there, Brucey. Two is going to have a really good year. Let me see if I can let me see if I can find this quote here from from Calvin Ridley. Here it is, yeah, right here. Like that, though. Here it is. Here it is. I'm giving Jacksonville 14. Here we go. This is what he said. This is a bold statement here. This is a bold statement. I don't know. This is it made me a little little uh, a little uncomfortable when he said it, but at the same time, I was like, let's stand up. Let's stand up and give this man a round of applause. He said, "Right now, I feel stronger than I've ever felt mentally and physically." This is Ridley, Calvin Ridley. Um, on the field, I'm flying. Believe me, I'm flying. That GPS band don't lie. On my daughter's name, <laughs> on my daughter's name, if I'm healthy, with Trevor Lawrence, question mark, I'm giving Jacksonville 1,400 yards a season, <laughs> comma, period. I mean, I'm, oh, not bet- I'm not betting against that. He might. He might bet against it or for it, but I'm not. I'm not. Oh, uh, wow. Wow. Let's see here. Marvin Jones still a good wide receiver in real life? Not really, bro. I don't think so. I don't think so. R- really? Uh, let's see here. This is from Lee. How's Watson not a sleeper? He's in the seventh round, and people seem to forget how good he is. Who are we talking about, Lee? You can't possibly be talking about Christian Watson because he's going way, way earlier than that. He's going, like, in the fourth round. So you must be talking about Deshaun. Deshaun, uh, Lee, call in, bro. I'll debate you on why I wouldn't go near him. Um, but I, I will also listen to your argument because there is a possibility what you're saying ends up happening. He he comes out and surprises everybody his second year back and has a good year. Would that shock me? No. But your stance is very aggressive against, you know, why you can't imagine people doubt him. 
I mean, there's a lot of reasons to doubt him, bro. He came back and he didn't have a very good year. And, and so, like, you're saying, how's Watson not a sleeper? Like, almost like there's no debate for it. You know what I'm saying? So, Lee, I, I, I and again, I don't, I, I don't mind a good debate in a healthy way. Call in. I'd love to hear the counterpoint of my pessimism toward Deshaun Watson. It would be interesting to hear what you what you have to say. Burrow versus T Law should be an honest debate. Uh, Jimmy, I I wouldn't go that far. I would say that T Law and Fields in that five spot could be an honest debate. But Burrow's in tier one, Broski. He's not relinquishing his top one to four quarterback rank for for anybody. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are gonna remember it. Get burrowed. Um. Ron, what else you got, Ron? Then we'll go to Bruce. Well, the, the, the original reason why I called in is I agree with you. If you get Najee in the fourth or fifth round where he's going, you're getting a steal. I repeat, a major steal. It's a steal. And, Smitty, you forget. You, you down-talked Najee's season last year. But look at his production from week 11 on. Seven touchdowns. Seven touchdowns. You cannot dispute that he actually poured it on from week eleven on. Well, I, that is major. Well, Ron, you just said he's a fourth or a fourth or fifth. You just said you, you talk you talk about him though as though he was a bust last year, and he really wasn't. He was injured to begin with. Yes, we had doubts about him, but look at his performance from week eleven on. Well, he had like one bad game. Well, but you're you're calling him a fourth or fifth rounder. I'm saying he's a third. No, I'm telling you, if you can get him right now in, in, in best ball, where he's going, the fourth and fifth round, that is a major steal. You are stealing him away. Well, I don't think he's going in the fifth fifth round ever. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Let's see here. He's going in the fourth and fifth round on underdog. Divided by 12. 3.55 is his ADP on underdog, though. Like, maybe you're seeing it once in a while. But his ADP is 3.55. Oh, I'm, I'm in a draft. Every time I'm in a draft, he's going in the fourth or fifth round. Well, I'm looking at his ADP right now. This is fresh data. Oh, he just fourth round. Well, if you're, get, if you're getting him, if I just said he's a steal in the third round, then clearly I agree with you. He's a monster steal in the fourth yeah, or fifth round. Right. Exactly. But where I'm, where I'm trying to get you at is you literally said he, he, he didn't have a great he, year last year, I, and he was... And I don't trust him, but look at his game performance. Go back and look I know, at his game I know, performance. He had, from I know, but there is something to the start crush people, and they couldn't recover from it. So not everything's about how you finish. Like Lamar Jackson finished the season on fire in 2020. I believe it was 2020. But he's an absolute bust the first you know, six, seven, eight games in the year. And it screwed people, and they couldn't recover from it. So I think what you're taking is my... He pretty much crapped the bed for people. Pretty much people lost their 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 seasons in some cases, having him as their starter for as long as he did have a, a, a very, very... And I know he got hurt, but that's all part of it. He's disappointed. But I mean, I, I came away with a very positive uh, uh, take on, on Najee when, when I was asked about it. I'm excited about him. I love him in the third... I, sa- I said third round. I love him in the third round. If you're telling me in the fourth or fifth round... Ron, there's there's almost zero risk no. if he's in the fourth or fifth I, round. I don't, 
I, I don't disagree with you with what you said about taking him in the third round or whatever. Where I'm having the problem with where you worded your wording was that you can't trust him that he didn't do very well. I said I loved him in the third round, Ron. I said I loved him in the third yeah, round. But, I'm saying I know we we all sense that we we all have that doubt. We all worry about him a little bit. But I'm I'm trying to calm the the storm. That is a general feeling, Ron. We all have concern. Maybe not you, but we all have concerns about Najee. And and I'm and what I was what I was saying, and I think that that statement bothered you. But I was trying to calm that fear that a lot of people have, and say that third round value protects that. It's baked in, very baked in. So I I know what you're saying, but but I think I think uh, I think the verbiage of he scares everybody made it ruffled you a little bit and i get it you're you're a stealer connoisseur <laughs> but well, no, but i, I mean, mean but i think i supported him pretty well i think if you if you run the replay back i think i supported him pretty well nah you're a little negative on him and i think you could play especially if find that big offensive line from the jets lineman um harding uh, or I think that's what his name is. Um, he's just going to make holes. Najee's going to smash this year. I have no doubt. Najee's going to be – he's going to play up to where he where we thought he was going to be last year, first, second round. That's, that's how he's going to play this year. Well, his ADP is 3.55. That's smack in the middle of the no, third. No, he's 4.5, Smitty. Well, I guess. Or, sorry, you're right. Three point five. Going in the. What is this? Is this the, my, going halfway through the fourth? But what is this? I, I, I have the ADP right in front of me. I, I, I've been, yeah, what is ADP? Forty-two point six. That's the middle of the fourth. That's three point five five. Yeah, the middle of the fourth. Middle of the fourth. He's in the middle of the third. No, the middle of the third. Oh, what am I doing? That's in the 30s. Look at You got 12 people in the first round, 12 people in the second round, that's 24. 12 people in the third round, that's 36. If he's in the 40s, he's going in the fourth round. He's a steal there for sure, but yeah, he is going in the fourth. I don't see, I don't, I don't see he's going in the fourth. Yeah, okay, my bad. My bad. 12, 42. It's been a long day. You had, had a long week. Yeah, I have. Yeah, so third round. Okay, you're right. He he, he is in 42.6. What am I doing? What am, what am I doing? I, 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 yeah. That, that is pretty good. My, my bad, Ron. My bad, Ron. I thought it was, I thought it was 3.55. Uh-uh. Yeah. He's not going that high. Man. Arguing ADP so on underdog. Yeah. Best ball is not redraft. AC, best ball is the best ADP out there. Why? Because he's because best ball is paid drafts, bro. People are paying. It doesn't matter if best ball strategy is a little different. Best ball is a fantastic ADP. You know, it's a fantastic ADP. Because it, 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 people are it's paying drafts. People are finishing the drafts. They're going to conclusion. Um, 
right? Like um, like what AC is saying, I think he just means that running backs are going to go a little earlier in the right. format where you don't have to start two wide receivers. So that's where, like what you're saying, because underdog, everyone has skin in the game. That's where it really helps, uh, like, determine the rankings for each position for running yeah. backs, receivers. Not necessarily running back to receiver value because that'll change depending on your format. But yeah, so yeah. So you concentrate on on getting those, you know, if you have an opportunity to get those those uh, Garrett Wilsons and and those high receivers the first three rounds or so. And, and then pick up a Najee in the fourth, fourth you're killing it. Yeah, I I, I uh I like him in the fourth round. I like him in the fourth round a lot. I, I I took him in the third round. You know, like late third round. So obviously I like him in the fourth round. Fourth round is very low risk. I agree, Ron. I agree. I should have said third round. I'm sorry. I should have did my calculation better. I don't know what I was spitballing it. I wasn't even thinking. I was divided by twelve. I should have looked at it more closely. Forty two point six, yes. That is in the fourth round. Um, and he's projected for, like, the one thing I do like about Najee, which I, I thought I was speaking pretty positive about it. It was the ADP that screwed, that screwed up the conversation. But, but I mean, 10-38, three TDs. Did someone just let it rip on the on there? Who, what was that? What was that sound? What was that? What was that? It was like... Somebody I was muted, so I heard it too. We'll blame it on Ben. We'll blame it on Ben. Hey, hey, hey. Ben, Ben, you're live. What can we do for you? I was just calling in to talk about the ADPs and all that. And I think you were also giving Najee um, a good benefit of the doubt because you were honestly assuming he's going in the third, which was a little optimistic as we're... Apparently, I, apparently I was wrong on his ADP. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even even be. more so, I was, I was arguing in favor of what Ron's saying in general. But right, but yeah, fourth yeah. round. I mean, I, I found myself very comfortably taking him at the bottom of three, and I haven't really, I haven't really felt bad about it at Definitely. all. I, I slept, I slept like a baby the night after. So I was obviously I wasn't, I wasn't affected. But but I think it's very important to Ron's point: ten thirty eight and ten total touchdowns. Uh, is a good year for somebody that that, in some ways, felt like they crapped the bed last year. Like if you drafted, right. if you drafted Najee last year, you unless you're Ron, you felt like he crapped the bed for a big portion of the year. Was that rushing or total? Uh, that was just rushing. Ten thirty eight. So he had a total total wow. yardage of uh, yeah. It's surprising when you look at it. He had two twenty nine receiving. He had ten thirty eight and then ten total touchdowns. And 41 receptions. It was a really good year considering, but he still felt like he crapped the bed because there was a string of games where he failed you and you probably lost games. And and some of it's about consistency. And best ball wouldn't have mattered. Best ball, he would have got you the 10-38 rushing, the seven touchdowns, the 41 receptions, the 229 receiving, and the three receiving touchdowns, the 10 total scores. Best ball doesn't matter. End of, end of day, those stats will be there. He'll be putting your lineup for you or taken out of your lineup for you. But that's a good year. If he is floating in the fourth round still, and Ron's correct, um, that's uh, that, yeah, my, that's my, low risk. My big point was that we were down on him. I was down on him at the beginning of the season all the way, you know, he got the injury and we were down on him. But my point was if you're worried about him coming into this year, look at how he finished last year 
look at his week 11 through 17 and look at how he did and that you should be really optimistic about getting him in the fourth round and he could put up top 10 RB numbers this year coming into it. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Ron, you're going to want to plug your ears for this one. Um, but Najee was actually my first round pick last year and it was, it was only a 10-man league so this was a little less egregious. But I dropped him to the waivers in week 11, right before week 11, for Kadarius Tony. I don't know that I would have done that. Uh, hey, hey, real quick. I know, it was crazy. Real quickly, Lunchbox oh, for the Super... Well, you did it. Uh, oh, go ahead. Lunchbox for the Super, super chat. chat here. First underdog I did with you, I got Najee in round five. So, great job, Lunchbox. That, that's definitely low-risk territory. Definitely low-risk territory. There's nothing wrong with Najee. As I said from the beginning... As I said from the beginning, um, nothing wrong with Najee in that territory. Like, Najee's going to serve you very well. In the, in, in I said even the third round when I started the show, as, as uh, Ben said. But, but, but when you got rid of uh, Najee uh, right before week 11, and then you saw his performance from 11 on, were you, like, disappointed that you got rid of him? Oh, I'm sure he was. He's not even talking about it. That's how mad he was. Yeah, yeah, I was definitely upset that I got rid of him. He got picked up right away. Yeah, yeah. So he went off as soon as I dropped him. For like a week, I had him. I had him. I don't know. He was just, yeah. Yeah, he was disappointing. All one through ten. Yeah, he he was disappointing, and I was on. I was on the record on on Smitty's show saying that you know I would I would dump him and get rid of him because he wasn't performing. Yeah, I did it. I really did it. I definitely wouldn't uh, cut him, but but I think you know there's some concern about using him until he bounced back. Brees, Etn, Pitts, in one through four in the dynasty startup yesterday. Brees, Etn, Pitts. I don't. Oh, Bijan, Bijan, Brees, Etn, Pitts. Bijan on round one. Brees round two. Etn round three. Pitts round four. Fantastic start, Oliver. And I, I'm very, I'm one to defend Kyle Pitts in round four or five in a dynasty startup. I, I don't, I don't agree with anybody that that says that he's no longer in the conversation of being the number one dynasty tight end. He absolutely is. Don't let last year fool you. This guy, the best rookie tight end season that we've ever seen in the NFL. So Kyle Pitts, you know, getting Ritter for a full season. We're going to see what he's going to be able to do. And maybe, 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 you know, we see we see something else brew in the coming months or weeks or whatever. So we'll see. And even if we don't, I'm still okay with Kyle Pitts. I think it's, that's a great start, bro. Fantastic start. Uh, Peanut Butter and Waver says, yo, what's up, broski? Um, so this became a Najee hair show. This became a Najee Harris show. Let's go back to Brandon Cooks real quick. Ben, what do you think Brandon Cooks does for CeeDee Lamb? And how does Brandon Cooks do in general? I think he 900, 900 is about a good range for him. Probably five to seven touchdowns, maybe. Nine, nine, nine. Um, hopefully, he, yep, hopefully he opens it up for uh, the Lamb Shop to... Give us a year, man. I'm hoping for 1,400 and 10 from Lamb Chop. So. Yeah, 999, four or five touchdowns. I, I think expecting more than that out of Brandon Cooks is a little too much to expect, but could he deliver it? Sure. 
Um, yeah. CD yeah. Lamb, I don't think it takes away from Lamb because I don't think Brandon Cooks is that guy still. I think he's potentially that guy. He could be that guy for a game or two, but is Brandon Cooks going to go out and ball out for 17 straight games? Uh, is he going to be the 1,200 yard and, and 8 to 9 to 10 touchdown wide receiver? I don't think so. I think uh, he's always an injury yeah. risk, too. Like he, He's got a lot of injury risk to his name. So I, I think Lamb's fine. I think it's great. I, I do know he's a, he, he stretches the field enough that Lamb's going to see less double teams if he's healthy. So it's all good. Yeah. Not to mention, if you put him out on the outside, guess who gets to play the slot? C.D. Lamb. Who thrives in the slot? C.D. Lamb. I think there's a lot of smoke right now about uh, Mike McCarthy's comments about wanting to run the ball. Um, Maybe. With Kevin Moore as the offensive coordinator, man, unless they're winning games by blowouts, they're, they're not going to be able to run the ball like that. And Kevin Moore is going to want to pass that thing. Yeah. I don't know. I like I think Kevin Moore's in the Chargers now. Yeah, Moore's not even with them anymore. Oh, yeah, okay. I, was thinking, I was thinking, I was, I got that flip. Yeah, I know what you Sorry meant. For that. I know what you meant. I know what you meant. Yeah. McCarthy's going to be calling the plays this year. Yeah, that's what he meant. Right, he was just saying it wrong. True. Well, maybe. Yeah, I got that a little mixed up in my head. But, but, but yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> McCarthy's. Let me. Yeah, what McCarthy said was that now that he's blaming a lot on Moore, he's saying that Kellen Moore, you know, his play calling was kind of like why they were where they were. So. He's essentially saying that uh, Kellen Moore is a problem. McCarthy wants to run the ball more. And a lot of people have a problem with what McCarthy said because McCarthy's essentially saying that he knows better than Moore. And all this pressure is now going to be on McCarthy, who says he wants to run the the damn ball. I want to run the damn ball. They ran the ball a lot last year. So it's kind of like a confusing thing. And at the same time, it's like... It's like, is he going to ruin what's working, though? Like, maybe the Dallas Cowboys aren't winning playoff games, and the Dallas Cowboys aren't, 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 aren't headed to a Super Bowl. They're not on a Super Bowl track. But is McCarthy going to derail them completely from having this effective offense that works really well? Because we, we're a little worried about McCarthy calling plays. We're a little worried about McCarthy's going to do. Um, Kellen Moore really was pretty, pretty good. He did pretty good. Like, this offense was very good. It was always a top-five offense, so I'm a little worried about that. It's a red flag for me a little bit for, for like, let's say Pollard to not have Kellen Moore there, but I don't know, bro. Do we think there's a chance to bring in a new coordinator? Or, no, uh, no. McCarthy's really going to call the play? He, it's already, like, it's already in motion. McCarthy's he's excited about it. Um, he thinks that it's going to be the difference maker. So, yeah, for him wow. to backtrack yeah, on that. Yeah, I can't now. agree with that. For him to backtrack on that now would be weird, you know. This guy's ready. Right. Yeah. I I I well, that's not exciting. There. I do think uh I do think Tony Pollard if it works, if McCarthy's let's run the damn ball, you know, project works, then then Tony Pollard's gonna, you know, have a day. Every day. But but I do feel like Cooks will help CeeDee Lamb. I do think that if, let's say, McCarthy takes Lamb out of the slot or something stupid and doesn't, like, this could be a Nathaniel Hackett unraveling. It really could. It could be. Like, there's that potential threat that Dallas just just crumbles 
and like week three or four they got to make a change you know and they, they have to like bring in an offensive coordinator like you're saying and like figure out you know like McCarthy could McCarthy's either gonna run the ball very effectively and it's gonna be what we we had hoped or he's gonna at some point look like Hackett to us and they're gonna have to come in and do cleanup in midseason so <laughs> we'll see uh, I'm a little worried about it. I'm not going to lie, but I love Tony Pollard so much, and I feel like Tony Pollard is so electric. Per touch, he's one of the best running backs in the NFL, and 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 I'm I'm just amped about Tony Pollard's season. I just hope they don't bring in, because he wants to run the damn ball so much, they don't bring in some sort of bigger name running back, some like Kareem Hunt. Like Everyone is so excited about Zeke leaving. We, we don't want to be that excited about Zeke leaving. I'm telling you, he's a shell of himself. And he clogs up the running back room enough that they can't bring in a Bichon. They can't bring in this or that. And Kareem Hunt is a much bigger threat than Zeke Elliott. And he's still out there. You know? And he's not... No one's signing him either. So, like, if they cut Zeke Elliott June 1 and Kareem Hunt's still out there, you'd be... You'd be it, it would suck, but you would be, from a football perspective, nuts not to, to look at Kareem Hunt. So I, I just I'm just a little fearful that we're gonna see a Zeke Elliott uh, exit and a much better running back come in. But but in, e- either way, I'm still gonna be very very into Tony Pollard because if his value tanks a little bit through a Cream Hunt signing or let's say they draft a pretty decent running back or something, not not Bijan, but they draft somebody like Bigsby or whatever, that I'm gonna be pretty excited about the drop in ADP that that Pollard might see and then be able to circle back in. Because last year, Pollard wasn't the lone starter. Um, and we, we we still got him at a screaming steal, and he still potentially helped win people leagues. If Pollard falls out of his ADP value now, then, you know, that'll be, that'll, that could be a good and a bad thing, just depending on what's going on. This year, Super Chat from Lunchbox. Lunchbox says, first year best ball, did not get an elite QB, so went with T-Law and Daniel Jones. You prefer any specific duo or strategy if you miss out on 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 the the top QBs? Yeah, I mean A Rod. A Rod's one of my very 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 favorite best ball quarterbacks, uh, or our two QB quarterbacks, even if it's dynasty because he's so cheap. It doesn't matter. I'll figure out the quarterback position later. I don't like to take A Rod as my first quarterback, but like let's say I had Burrow, Fields, T Law. I want my second quarterback to be Aaron Rodgers by design. I'll figure it out later on. I'll I'll I'll, I'll draft somebody. I'll I'll, I'll trade. I'll, I'll do I'll do whatever. But it affords you so much flexibility because people run away from Aaron Rodgers because they feel that need of in dynasty. I can't have somebody that's got one year left. People just keep passing on him, and he just he's just sitting there. And you can win cash money, win your league. Aaron Rodgers could even play two more years. Uh, do I like Danny Dimes and T Law? Yes, I love the T Law part. Danny Dimes, he runs a lot. He's not a horrible quarterback. Depends what your team looks like, to be honest with you. But that's a pretty formidable QB combination, I would say, because T Law is top six. I think T Law is right in the top six. So if you got if you got T Law and A Rod, I almost like that a little better than T Rod. Uh, T Rod, <laughs> T Law and and A Rod together is T Rod, basically. Um, but if you've got T-Law and A-Rod versus T-Law and Danny Dimes, I actually like the A-Rod one better because it, you probably got him later. Uh, D- Dimes probably costs you a whole lot more. And I don't know. 
I honestly don't think you can guarantee me at all that Danny Dimes will play longer than Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I think, of course, you would assume that based on the $94 million guaranteed. I'm just saying, what if Aaron Rodgers plays two years? We've seen quarterbacks fizzle away in two years of play before. And I'm not saying Danny Dimes will will for sure fizzle away. But we have we were about ready to write him off and Dable saved him. And Dable does that. He's like, he's captain save a quarterback. He's captain save a quarterback. This guy will go out and, and turn a bad quarterback into a good quarterback. He'll turn a good quarterback into a great quarterback. We don't know what's in store for Danny Dimes during his third year from this season. He's going to obviously get a full chance this year. He's getting $94 million guaranteed. He's obviously going to get a second year. But what if he craps the bed for two straight years? I'd rather just have Aaron Rodgers in a super flex. But, but, but I do think you've got a decent QB crew. Just obviously depends on which box on who your RBs and wide receivers are. But don't feel bad about your, your crew, especially Danny Dimes runs a lot. He'll have a pretty decent season. He'll run the ball a ton. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. And hopefully, you're, you're playing more than just like one, taking more than one shot. You're taking several shots at the best balls, and you're diversifying. So you can try different combinations. Like, you know, you listen to Smitty all the time, and he's all on, you know, the combination of, of uh, Joey Burrow, you know, the tripod, you know. He's all over that. So there's different combinations that you can try out. You can go after your prime quarterbacks, and if you don't get one of them, then you you construct your team accordingly, and you get lower quarterbacks, but you, you pair them up with their receivers, some of them. You try to anyways and stack them as much as you can. If they come to you, don't force it, but if they come to you, then you know stack their, their players with them. Yeah, and so that's another and that was a, a I believe a, a best ball question. So I w- I'm sorry I went off on a on a super flex. I, I I was hitting it from all different angles. But going back to the one QB. So if the, if you're doing a one QB draft and you've got T Lon Dimes, that's that's fine because Dimes is your backup. Dimes is your backup, and in best ball he'll get inserted in obviously when you're when let's say T Law is playing bad or if he gets hurt or he's on a bye. I, I just would want one more quarterback that's of the caliber of Danny Dimes. If you're going to go in a best ball, one QB, if you're going to go with T-Law as your quarterback, which, I, again, I, I like him. He's top six, but he's not as big and, and he doesn't have as much firepower as you know Hurts or Mahomes or Josh Allen or whatever, even Fields. If you're going to go down to that number six quarterback in T-Law and Danny Dimes is your only other quarterback, I want another Danny Dimes. I want another Derek Carr. I want another Aaron Rodgers. I want I want somebody else so that you have three quarterbacks that can rotate for you. Having just two quarterbacks in best ball is not a good option, in my opinion. I think you should have three quarterbacks for the optimal scoring. Yeah. So sorry I didn't cover the best ball as much. I kept going on Dynasty uh, Superflex, but and, and the other thing with best ball is don't go in there. Thinking, okay, I'm going to get the Hurts and AJ combo, or I'm going to go get this specific combo. Let the draft, depending where you're drafting at, let the draft fall to you. And like, if it's possible, like if Hurts comes up and you're like, let's say you're in the tenth spot and Hurts and AJ are there, and you pick up AJ in tenth and Hurts is on the way back. That's a good way to get that combo if you're looking at combo. But it's within their ADP where they usually go. 
so you're getting them within ADP. You're not reaching for them, and you're getting the stack naturally instead of trying to force it. So let the flow of the draft dictate uh, how you how you're drafting and how you're going to um, go after certain stacks. Lunchbox says, "Okay, Smitty, it's a slow draft, so I can still get a third QB." Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers, but don't don't do it at the expense since you already have two. Don't do it at the expense of. of uh, of like not landing a, a Charbonnet or something like that, you know. But but like if you're giving you of Danny Dimes, I assume you're probably past Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr. Um, I think uh, another quarterback like even Anthony Richardson, a rookie that runs a lot, is even a good third quarterback. Yeah. Uh, so take a look at who's available. Lunch lunchbox, you can do a ton of these drafts too. Like, um, I've done a, a few Burrow and Mahomes drafts where yes, it's one QB. But I love having both Mahomes and Burrow in a one QB best ball because um, I've drafted that before, right? I've dra- I, I timed out on, on the Cooper Cup League and I got Burrow and and and, uh, and Mahomes. I have both of them and rotating between the two, which I didn't always execute execute properly because you can't possibly. It's hard to know which quarterback can outscore the other each week. But rotating with them, I think I finished in the top ten of the Cooper Cup ninety six team league. Um, even draft, even auto drafting in the third and fourth round, Burrow and Mahomes back to back. So I, I screwed myself out of a third or fourth round position, other positional player that's a non QB. But that 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 firepower helped me finish that high in the Cooper Cup League. Um, if you're in best ball, you don't have to make that decision each week and screw it up. It's done for you. You're gonna 100% effectively utilize the Mahomes Burrow combination. So. It, it, best ball is crazy. It, it, there's no 100% way to win. Uh, a lot of it comes down to, do you have a bunch of players other people didn't have? Do you have a bunch of Damian Pierce shares nobody else had last year? And you, did you get Kenneth Walker very late and, and that helped you know put you over the edge? Um, so best ball is very, very interesting. Very, very fun. There's 100,000 different ways to win. I just will t- tell you that you don't want to have just two quarterbacks ever. Because there's a bye week, and if one of your quarterbacks gets hurt, and that quarterback that is healthy still has a bye week coming up, you're going to get crushed in that one week alone. So you got to have three quarterbacks, and and uh, it, you know without the buys, without knowing the bye weeks, it is uh, everybody's in the same, same boat where they don't know, you know, no one knows whose bye is when, and you could end up drafting ultimately can end up drafting two quarterbacks that have the same bye week, so. My strategy of having four quarterbacks in a best ball right now without knowing the schedule, the bye weeks, all that is more advantageous because if you get slapped with two quarterbacks that have a bye week on the same week and you just have the three, now you're screwed too uh, because you, you have less coverage. So four quarterbacks is even better. Um, also, with him having Danny Dimes and, and if it's a slow draft, Remember, a lot of the Giants uh, receivers are late in the draft, so you can you can get uh, Hodgins, which we all love Hodgins. You can get them late. Look for them late. Same with Slayton, Richie. All those all those wide receivers are available late in the draft that you can pair them up with. Rock out. What else you got? Um. Thank you, Lunchbox. Need help on her her dynasty. You need help on Dynasty? Yeah. Okay, hit me with it. Yeah, basically, I went all in and won a championship last year. 
and I'm only down to Rogers that I need to get quarterbacks, but I got a bunch of receivers and running backs. I'll name those players. Um, I got Who's making that sound? AJ Brown, Mike Evans. I got like every McKinnon, 10 seconds. Pacheco, uh, Pierce, and I'm sorry. Hey, hit me with it one more time. Uh, let me let me write down your team. Hit me with it one more time. Okay. Go ahead. <clears throat> I got Aaron Rodgers, and then I got Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, AJ Brown, Mike uh, Evans, uh, McKinnon, uh, Pacheco, Brissett, um, uh, Pierce. And uh, Debo. Okay. And what what is what's the main question? What's your objective here? Quarterback, you said. Yeah, I only got one quarterback because I went all in and won championship last year. And, and is uh, is it a one QB? Two. Two. Okay. So you got no second quarterback. Super flex. No second quarterback. Yeah, and I also have two second rounders. And I got the last pick of the first round. And you get the one point one two. Well, I mean, you won. You won for a reason. You know, your team's good. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't get rid of a Rod. You're not going to get anything for him. So I, I, I roll with him one more time. Do I like the idea of getting rid of like Cook or potentially? Um, Pacheco and trying to get, you know, some sort of quarterback in, in, in that QB one role and then put Aaron Rodgers in the QB two role. Yeah. But like, who's going to trade a quarterback in a super flex? Like, I don't know that you can get rid of Dalvin cook. I don't know that you can get rid of a Pacheco pretty hard to imagine. Excuse me. Pretty hard to imagine getting a, a fields or a burrow. Or any one of that of that caliber, a T Law even. I think maybe your best bet is to move that one point one two up to get like a Bryce Young. Like I don't know where you expect him to go. I'm sure Bijan will be a top four pick regardless of it being super flex. I'm sure Gibbs or Jackson Smith and Jigbo will be borderline top four or five. So even if let's say all of the top three quarterbacks go in the top six overall, top seven overall, you'd have to you'd have to get up to that like six, seven overall range from 12 so is it worth trading a Dalvin Cook to do that I don't know I I think maybe your best bet is to try and run it back and try and get some Sam Howell or some sort of you don't have any other quarterbacks at all just Aaron Rodgers that is literally it uh him and Bursette but oh Bursette basically just Rodgers yeah if I'm looking at let's see here let me let me look at some some wide receiver or some quarterbacks here and see if I can find like a, a deep sleeper for you that you could try and grab. But um, I mean, you could always try and go after an injured Kyler Murray. You could always try and go after an injured Brock Purdy. You could always go after a Mike White. You could always go after and try and go after these guys using things that won't affect your ability to maybe win now. And then you you get to slide in a Mike White. In your situation, the times that where I've been create creative and I've picked up the Mike Whites, I've picked up those guys that don't look like they're starters. Um, uh, the Heineke 
types. The um, Gardner Minshew could, you know, be starting in in Indianapolis if, let's say, Indy doesn't want to take Levis. Like who? Like those are the things I guess I would be looking to to maybe uh, just I'd take a look at those things to try and prepare because there's been plenty of times where I've, I've started a you know a Taysom Hill who's who's played quarterback, you know, and and it's looked bleak for me at the QB two spot, but I figured it out. So I, I would definitely uh, definitely start looking at those things, but I would try and move that pick up to get Bryce Young because I think Bryce Young is going to be probably the biggest steal of the quarterbacks. I have a feeling that he's not going to be, you know, the first quarterback taken or even the second quarterback taken, and he might even be borderline the third quarterback taken. You know, because I think some people do like Levis more. I think a lot of people are worried about Bryce Young's height. And he's got about 50% doubters out there, bro. So that might be what you try and do. Move that 1.12 up. I don't think I'd get rid of... I'd try and sell Eckler, but only high. Um, have you tried to get yeah. that one point, like two or three for him? Uh, not yet. I would. I would take Gibbs over him. Right. Okay. Probably try for the Bryce Young. Yeah, Bryce Young would be good. Uh, ben, what else you got? What is that noise? Who is making those no I'm not mad. I just want to know who's doing it. It sounds like someone's like letting them rip constantly. Has somebody got the <laughs> phone in their pocket? Just, just. I think it's the AMSR gods. Yeah, what are we doing? AMSR, ASMRS, BD, whatever it is again. <laughs> Breeze Hall. Joe Burrow. The old AT&T phone. Pat Mahomes. <laughs> K- K9. Oh my God, Brees Hall. All right. I don't know. No one's admitting who it is. I want to say it's got to be Rock Out or the Bruce. It's definitely not me. Okay. Let's let's rule out everybody. No, I don't I don't think it's Ron Navy. Is it Ben? Ben, are you making those noises? No, I was muted. I'm doing a DoorDash right now, low key. Oh, nice. But uh, I are, did have one thing to mention about. Um, are you a DoorDasher, Ron, man? Uh, Ron. Hold, hold, hold on. You're a door. Up, you're man, a I'm do- doing DoorDash right now. You're a DoorDasher. That's pretty. That's pretty. Is that like a side gig or is it? Is it the full time gig? What? What is? Yeah, it's like mostly a little side gig. That's cool, bro. I'm mostly a forklift driver, but the off season right now for a couple months. But. Nice, bro. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, I did want to say one thing on Ron's. Ron. Ron was saying. Uh, like I, I agree a hundred percent with Ron. You don't want to you don't want to go into any draft with like a with an exact thing you want to do. Sometimes you want to just um, take the value that comes to you. But on the other hand, I have been seeing a few people kind of mix it up a bit, and I really like the idea. Like I've seen people take AJ Brown with like the number four or five pick, and then they try and grab Devonte Smith and Jalen Hurts on the way back around. Yeah, it's a, little, a good way to get interesting and get your stacks. And yeah, it's a little high for me. I get it. I get why you'd want to try it, but I, I definitely, I definitely couldn't take AJ Brown that high. 
I get the stacks cool. Like I, I, the stack, if it happens naturally, I'm I'm into I'm into it. But at the end of the day, it doesn't necessarily, you know, like Jamar Chase, like passing on Jamar Chase if he were there or Tyreek Hill. I think it'd be just, I, I think that scores more points. You know, the stack doesn't score that's more true, points. But you know, the but... idea, the idea, I suppose, is that, is that that's definitely the way you want to do it when you're competing with with a smaller field of people because you're just looking to max, get, get your points. Yeah, no, I hear but, you. Um, I definitely. Sometimes, like, the way, to, the way to maximize your upside in a, in a tournament format where you have 112,000 people you're competing against is with the uniqueness that. Nobody yeah. else is really gonna have. Yeah, I hear you, but it could also knock you out if let's say the Eagles have a, a bad, you know, outing. So like yeah, there's still the I diversity agree, to just it. Don't but... do that, just don't do that hundred and fifty times. Yeah. You know? I hear you. I'd rather just drop different variations of what I think will win though. But I think AJ Brown I, I, I mean I've naturally drafted the AJ Brown Hertz and and uh and Devontae Smith thing before I, I but definitely didn't have to force it at this at the four or five or six spot like you could you could almost That's do crazy. that you could almost do that from the the 12 pick pretty easily or the the you know 11 pick or something you know Devontae not really though because that third round pick doesn't come back around for a long time Devontae Maybe early on you could well yeah that's what I'm saying I've done it naturally and at this point it's like say goodbye to it you know what I mean like at this point I'm not gonna force <laughs> yeah. it Devontae Smith, where's Devontae Smith going? He's going right around. He's going higher and higher, so it is harder to do it. He's right at the tail end of the second round. That's crazy. 22 overall. That's too high. I love Devontae Smith, but I can't take him at 22 overall. And Jalen Hurts is going at uh, Jalen Hurts is going at 20. So pretty hard to even do it anymore. Like you, 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 really you is, don't, yeah. you'd almost have to do it at the one pick because you could only get Hertz and Devonte Smith at the twenty-four, twenty-five turn if you were lucky and things fell right. But that's the important thing about yeah. doing best ball early on, like in January, February, March, April, May, June. If you do it the entire way, you get to cycle through all these really cool strategies, and and I call out any strategy I see so that you could deploy it for as long as possible. Um, and so, you know, there, there was the time, you guys remember, it was Bijan. It, it was what became the, the first Marsmen, the, these guys. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Marsmen. The first three additions to the Marsmen were Burrow, Chase, and Bijan. Loads dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. Those are the first three Marsmen I added. And I added them because I was able to draft all three of them in, in best ball. For a very, very, very short period of time. And and now now you can't. Now you can't even come close to doing that. So I think, you know, instead of forcing something like that, you just take advantage of it while you can. I think one of the better strategies now that I don't know that will be in existence for very much longer would be if you're drafting at the 12 pick in best ball. You can take Bijan, Garrett Wilson, and Joe Burrow. And you still have a, 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 a your back-to-back pick with Joe Burrow. You can still pick the fourth player right next to Burrow. But to start your draft off with Bijan, Garrett Wilson, Joe Burrow is a fantastic best ball strategy that you can deploy now that you might not be able to deploy for, you know, forever. Uh, well, I told you about, I was picking from the 12th last night when, uh, about 2, 2.30 when I was talking to you, Smitty, remember? Yeah. That I got... I faded. I faded um, 
because like when we first started doing the the big boards when it first opened, I was hitting all the hurts and all that, but now I'm finding myself fading quarterbacks. So like last night's draft, I ended up with Rogers, Carr, and Pickett, but then like I had the Bijan, um, Charbonnet, Samperine, Tucker, Warren, and then my receivers I smashed. Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, Drake London, George Pickens, Zay Flowers, Tim Patrick, you know. And I got Kyle Pitts, too, on this team and Friar Mew. Yeah, that's good. So it was like my whole strategy is kind of like, yeah, you're right. You, you're so right on that. Premium quarterbacks, when when uh, Big Board first started, I was doing that. And then I shifted to Faden, the quarterback, and like maybe like um, – the Justin Fields area, I pick up Justin Fields, and you're still able to get um, DJ. That yeah. combo is pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that's pretty easy to get. Fields is a fun. You got Claypool way down that you can pick up for a stack, and you also got Mooney that's above Claypool, but he's still very gettable. Mm-hmm. I like Fields a lot right now. I've been drafting a lot of Fields in best ball because uh, I have so many Burrow. I have so many Burrow Mahomes hurts, and I still draft those guys whenever I can. But now, now I do love cycling into different approach and 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 fields driven teams are nice to have right now. Um, Lamb, you got Lamb to the moon, says uh, this guy. Uh, I I don't uh, I I mean we love Lamb, but Lamb was a moon man last year. He's not on the moon man list this year, but he was last year. He was a graduate from last year. Charbonnet is the next David Montgomery. I'm not even sure how to take this because I'm not sure if you're ripping on David Montgomery or you're trying to just say David Montgomery in his prime or you're predicting David Montgomery to have a, a really good bounce back this year or I'm not sure. I will say that Charbonnet is going to be better than David Montgomery. I think Charbonnet has the potential to be a top 10 running back this year, even as a rookie. I, I, like his rookie, I'm not saying he'll become that, and then 2024 we start looking at him that way. I'm saying he could be a top 10 running back this year. We need to know where he's going to land. Clearly, there's risk if you're counting on that, and I don't expect you to be counting on that because I tell you to take advantage of ADP. What is that? Someone got chickens? <laughs> who, like, who, who, literally, come on, guys. I'm going through, I'm going to go down the line. Who is the one no, making the no, ASR? No. No, no, that's not a chicken. That's my dumb dog barking. Oh, it sounded like chickens. I'm like, here, we got no one admitting what's going on in the background. It's okay. You know, we all have lives. You got, oh, if you're one, raising chickens, admit, just admit it. It's fine. <laughs> Ron's going out to get a, a, Ron's going out to get a fresh egg so he can cook some eggs and bacon. No, that's fine. That's my dog. She's a small. She's a Pomeranian, so she she might talk like a chicken. <laughs> All right, rock out. Uh, I, I I I do got to go. Rock out. Final thought. Ten seconds. Uh, I think I think I'm good. Uh, appreciate it. All right, rock out. Appreciate you, man. Call back anytime. Uh, ben, ten seconds. Hey, ben. ben might be doing his uh, yeah. thing. Ben, I want to know what you were delivering, by the way. I want to know what kind of food it was. Have you guys ever heard of the DoorDash people that literally take a bite? And I don't know that they actually bite out of your sandwich, but they 
take what would constitute a bite from every single meal they deliver. And at the end of the day, they have a full meal. It's got different food from everybody's thing. But I've heard that before. So when I get DoorDash or whatever, I make sure that tape is on the bag, man. These people that deliver it and you open up your sandwich and it's like, why is there a big chunk of meat uh, missing from, from underneath the, the right corner of the bun? Um, I've seen this, these people, they literally pull over and you and, and one person caught them on TikTok. They're recording them. They pulled over. They're on the sidewalk and they were like literally opening all the bags and they're taking one thing out of every single one and making a meal out of it. This is, uh, this is craziness. Uh, ben, I don't recommend you do that. Uh, ben, what did you deliver? He's probably got us in his earpiece. He's probably talking about. It lady. was actually you, you, yeah, it was some antifungal cream from uh, Walgreens. Really? Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was weird. But uh, no, I, I, don't, I definitely don't steal. I don't steal nobody's food. Uh, uh, did you I, steal? I, did you, you steal some of the fungal? The... Did you take a little dab of that fungal cream? All right, you got me. Hey, I did take some of the fungal cream. Hey, hey, Ron, did he deliver it? Did he deliver the deliver the fungal cream in speedy time? I think so. Is it on your your porch? Hey, so people. I think, I think ben is probably very fast because he's got to get back to his draft. So he's a very fast delivery person. Ben, Ben, when you when you, you already go, know I'm drafting and dashing at the same time. Ben probably at the buzzer, like you know, at some complex, probably hit the buzzer and goes, "Ma'am, I got your fungal cream. I'm downstairs." All right, Ben. Ben, final. It's terrible. I, I'll be. Um, appreciate you. Appreciate everyone. Appreciate you, Smitty. Appreciate Ron Navy. Appreciate everyone for coming out. All right, later, Ben. Get those best ball teams uh, looking good. Everyone have a good one. Catch later. you later. Later, Ben. Hey, hey Ben, is, is, is this is Piercy a relative of yours? Because there's a Piercy What's in that? the chat. There, there's a Piercy Haskell in the in the chat sometimes too. Is he a relative? Are you guys relatives? Oh no, I don't. I, I'm not familiar. But uh, that's that's interesting. Okay. I'll have to I'll have to catch up with him. Yeah, maybe long lost yeah. cousins. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, la- later, Ben. I uh, appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Later. All right, Bru- Bruce, you got 10 seconds. Hey, I appreciate everybody. And if you do do best ball, do underdog promo code Smitty. That's right. That's a man, that's a man of the show right there. That, yeah, that's a man of the show. Appreciate you, Brucey. Uh, Thank, thanks for, you thanks too, for answering the, the bat signal. Yep, no problem. All right, later. All right, Ron, final words? Yeah, uh, going back to Cook. I think there's better options for the Cowboys than Cook. I would have rather seen them get somebody like Hopkins or OBJ. I think they could have made a bigger uh, smash than Cook. So it's okay. It doesn't really. But would you have wanted that? Would you have wanted that, though, for Lamb? Would you have wanted that for for, uh, Pollard? Would you you like. Yeah. I think See, I, Hopkins would have been great. I think it. I think Dallas. I think it would have been good, but I I think I'd rather, for Lamb's sake, get Cooks versus Hopkins. I think Hopkins could eat into a little bit more of the production. So in the end, I like it. I think you're right from a football perspective, from a club perspective. I would have rather have had Hopkins, but I'm excited that it's not a bigger name guy. I'm glad it's a 
he's like just perfect. He's gonna stretch the field. He's he's a burner. He's a burner. He's gonna stretch the field. And guess who's playing the slot more? CD Lamb. So this is fantastic. I oh, love it. Yeah, Lamb in the slot's good. But I I hear you. If I was running the club, I would have taken Hopkins. For sure. Yeah, that's that's what I would have taken. But you know, I mean, they just got rid of Noah. Br- they they had Noah Brown, and they got rid of Houston. Got Noah Brown now, so they just basically swap players. If you think about it, but um, alrighty, yeah, Ron, it is what it is. We'll, all pa- right, we'll catch you later. I'll probably be back up. We'll do a zoom a zoom call soon, so look out for that. All right, guys, later. Oh, all right, awesome. Bye. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Appreciate you all. Um. I'm sure there's going to be more breaking news at some point today or, you know, I'll do a video at some point today. But it was it was good talking about Lamb and and the and the, the effects of Brandon Cooks in Dallas. And we talked a lot about Najee. Uh, good little show. Good little informative show. I'll see you all on the flip side. Um, I'll be back at some point today for another video at some point. Later. Appreciate you. Thank you, Lunchbox, for your super chat. Uh, best ball did not get an elite QB, so I went T-Law and Danny Dimes. Again, just to recap this this question, um, in best ball, one QB, I like this approach. I just get one more quarterback. If it's super flex, which is not, but I'm just trying to give people a sense of you know these this duo for anybody, I don't love the idea of T-Law and Danny Dimes as much as I love the idea of T-Law and Aaron, Jones, or Aaron Rodgers. But Danny Dimes runs the ball a lot, and guess what? In best ball, he's going to have those big 30- or 40-point games, and so, in a sense, Danny Dimes and T-Law could actually, in best ball, one quarterback, be better than Aaron Rodgers and T-Law, in a sense. It could be, because, you know, T-Law will score, you know, baller points, but then when Danny Danny Dimes has that big game, you don't have to have made the decision yourself to start him. It will, be, it will happen for you. So, Lunchbox, appreciate your super chat. Appreciate your support. And uh, I got Najee in the fifth round. Nice, says Lunchbox on his other Super Chat. Rockout dropped a Super Chat here. Wedding Crashers, Meatloaf. And then, of course, Cheryl, appreciate your question as well. Thank you guys all for for uh, for all the conversation. I'll see you all on the next video probably later today, I imagine. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed.